0: Welcome to In a Good Way Podcast. This is our third episode, we have some fun topics to talk about today. I am your host, Jacob, and... I am
1: also your host, Critique. And I am also your guest, (laughs) Luke.
2: And I'm the last but not least guest, Big Pete, What It Do Baby.
1: So, we got some two very special guests, as you can see, Luke and Peter, as we promised last week. Luke is a stiff
0: guy on Instagram. He wants more
1: followers.
0: (laughs) I mean, not really...
2: Do what you want.
1: I Sorry, don't. we guys were talking about something else before, and um, yeah, but today we have a very special episode because it's based on college applications, and that's our theme this um yeah. this week. So, a lot of people failed to turn theirs in on time today. <laughs> yeah, well, let you know, I think the deadline about. is tonight. and recording well, this on Friday. Depends on the one. Good point. Yeah. Uh, some and, people
0: have had some tough breaks.
1: Yeah, so we're not going to talk about really how to get into college because... No, that's lame. Yeah, that's lame, but we want to talk about what to look for in college yeah. and, you know... What you like. Exactly. Well, we don't want to force, you know, what you like, but. Well,
0: what each of us like in a yeah. college. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start
3: with Luke. All right, well, I mean, there are some things that you can take into consideration, like... Uh, for me, I don't know, let's talk about the weather hey you it's know fun. sometimes you're a little bit sensitive to the cold right <laughs> Particularly really is yes to wear two jackets today. yeah critique like really brought three four five two jackets
1: to today. watching well, one sweater uh, jacket so
0: well,
1: good. <clears throat> yeah i think we want to talk about priorities because a lot of people just go off of prestige when they're yeah, looking for sure. colleges um for example like the IVs. and while that, that is, is a problem while that it may be the best fit for some people you have to kind of look at what's the best fit for you and what, what do you like? For example, the size of the college, whether as Luke was saying, and also Peter, what do you think actually?
2: Well, one thing that I took into consideration with my college selections is, why are you laughing <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here. Guys. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. This I'm is really a serious sorry. part of the segment. Yeah, this is a serious <laughs> part, part of the segment. Like, what are you
1: doing? No, is, I'm really um, sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> I think one of the biggest locations for me is like determine whether or not it's an urban setting or not, I prefer a college that is like in the big city type areas. Okay. And also, I know this shouldn't be a big part of my college decision, but all the colleges I'm applying for have really strong Frisbee programs. That's good. Oh yeah, you know, All D1. I'm not settling for D3 here. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's no D1, it's, uh, I think that's actually like something
1: that um, I also kind of wanted to talk about. The fact that you know how like most college admissions people and um, unit advisors tell you what to focus on? I don't think that should be the case. I think what you should like focusing on right now. Follow your heart. Yeah, for, for example, like with the Frisbee, right? Maybe that's not a priority for a, like, let's say Jacob and I, but it is for you. And I think that's something that's completely okay. And you should actually like look for. And a lot of people um, out there listening to this should also look for And whatever their priorities yeah. may be. Well, and no matter no, no. how small.
2: UT, if you're listening to me, um, <laughs> I play on Texas United, which is the top U-boy, U-Boys U20 team. Please let me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so, um, UT Austin, you better be listening. So, what I look for,
0: I go to the campus, you know, I do the tour, see if it's nice. The tour guide's could have have some bad tour guides. And then, I take out my phone, I look up record stores near me, I go <laughs> to those, and I see if I get good stuff.
1: Okay. That's, That's very
0: important v- to me.
1: Yeah, like, like I was saying. i uh, give you an
0: example, you know, like... Uh, uh, Rice, they had some nice record stores there. You know, walking distance. Went to the Boston area. There was one good record store. The used ones were low quality. What do you think? Not saying say anything about Boston schools, though. I don't
3: know. I kind of want to mention, like, prestige, level of prestige, comparative to actual, like, what you get out of the college. Because, um, like, you could say, like, the difference between an education at LSU and UT and MIT, um, and then compare that to like what the actual workforce, like higher ability in the workforce and how that actually affects your life. Because I know that if you get the level of prestige that you get at MIT, for instance, would be significant, you get really good connections, um, etc. And UT might be somewhat Like less so, but still there. And LSU, maybe not. But I don't know. I haven't done my research, and I'm just taking LSU as an example. Um, I mean, LSU is
2: a party school, right? That's true. That's true.
3: (laughs) So, but if, like, when when you graduate from college, like, how much do you think that factor of prestige actually plays into getting a job? that like your success as an individual.
0: I think the other issue people don't look at with schools is they just look at like once you're past a certain point of prestige or Mm -hmm. quality programs, it matters more about the experience and the area and stuff. And people don't put that into account. Mm -hmm. And your experience is ultimately going to determine what you get out of the college and how you can use that in the workforce.
1: Yeah, personally for me, the best advice someone ever gave me um, about the college process was actually from um, a friend of mine who is actually in in college right now. Um, so what he told me was, it doesn't really matter what college you go to, it matters what you do at that college. And that's like a very uh, common advice, but I think it's really understated and um, people really don't take it seriously. It really doesn't matter if you go to UT or, or MIT, it just matters what you make out of those connections and um, how you really apply them to your career and also your passion.
2: I also agree with critique. I mean, right now I feel like a lot of people who are applying to colleges are just strictly looking at the academics. And like you know how their schools rank yeah. in comparison to like you know other top universities but I think people should look at it holistically look at what the university provides and like what clubs and programs they offer which you know would ultimately help determine what culture yeah community. I mean it's gonna be your
3: life for the next four years so and it's the biggest growth period in your life up to
0: this point so, yeah, so, yeah, so really you really just gotta make sure you they have a major that you actually want to do and mm-hmm. find something that you want to do because otherwise you're wasting four years. Yeah, are you just applying to a school because oh hey, like uh, MIT, they exist exactly They're there.
3: Cool, yeah. let's apply, see what I get, do. But when, if you're filling out the application and you're not, if like, you want to do liberal
1: arts, <laughs> for example, um, like I really, really like you, Chicago i guess, i think it's a great school i love their admissions process i think it's I, I would honestly apply there but the only problem is that um they don't have a business program so well, no matter how yeah, exactly no matter how much i love the program in the actual college i it doesn't make sense for me um, as much as it would someone that is interested in labor liberal, uh, liberal arts so that's just something to think about just make sure you think about the best fit for you and also i think one of the things that is very underrated is community like I so true. Yeah, yeah. The college has a very distinct community. I think each college, although like obviously there are different subsections and different groups like you hang out with like same in high school, college is you live with those people basically. So, it's pretty much going to be your family uh, away from family, so. Yeah. You I have mean, to really look for that.
2: Even
3: kind of like IB has that community feeling. And that's the reason like I kind of like stuck with IB and came to IB mm-hmm. one of the reasons at least, like cuz you're going to surround yourself by people who are like-minded or at least like driven in a way that you are and so
2: at college and more so. Yeah, I could say the same yeah. thing. I mean, I was like one of the like two people who came from my middle school and the other person moved. Oh. So, I think just taking the experience from IB and kind of starting fresh, you know, you you're definitely going to find people in college. So, it's important to determine what type of community outlook you're looking yeah. for.
1: And also, because um, I know I've been personally going through this a lot, like anxiety um, about college. You don't know where you're going to spend the next 40 years of your life. It's a big step, and it's something that's a big question that um, I think uh, it's very good to think about, but at the same time, you want to make most of the time you have in senior year. You don't want to um, waste the time you have with your friends like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay, for tea. my house is always open. <laughs> Would <Aww. laughs> okay. you bring some bagels there? Hey, by the way, um Q C we still need those bagels. Yeah, where are the bagels at QSA? Yeah, yeah Peter wants a bagel <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're up the QSA. Is that
2: five bagels now? So yeah. four. Yeah, Luke so doesn't get a bagel. <laughs> I mean it's okay.
1: Aww. Aww. We'll get you a bagel. But um yeah. Just make sure you guys make the best out of your time here um at the the year and really start focusing on what what matters? It's not going to be the end, at the end of the day. Like we we're talking about tomorrow and QSA last week about their gpn ranks. It's not going to matter whether you're rank one or rank three or like or like seventy even. It just matters. Or one thousand. <laughs> or one no, thousand. <laughs> or one thousand two
0: hundred
1: sixty nine. Yes, not to
2: point that's... out anyone specific. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Imagine the one thousand two hundred sixty nine person listening to this. That's the even if they in the find school, this,
1: just so you know. Huh? You know what? Even for the people that aren't yeah. in the school. We appreciate you and we said if you want to go to yes, college listen to the first episode from indiana yeah shout, shout, out, to shout the indiana out to whoever person. that was <laughs> yeah, so. actually i kind of want to talk to you person like oh we actually want to know like why you're listening but because i don't even listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you say that on yeah i mean but I mean, yeah um but in all seriousness our message is be happy wherever you end up and make the most of those opportunities yeah i mean
0: you're there are so many colleges there's no reason to get freaked out about not getting into anyone because chances are you're not the reason you're not getting in
1: yeah and on that note i think that's a really good transition for our morality discussion segment and um today's or this week's topic is the irrationality of life and, and mental, mental okay. both
0: okay. of those That's
1: two big so topics. um kind of talking about the rationality of life is something that jacob and i have talked about previously it's about yes. And also, also something we talked about in the in our te- uh, theory of knowledge class in IB, it's basically how is is life and like as we live it, can it be defined objectively or is subjective? Hmm. It's a it's a tough question. Yeah. Want to start us off? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so personally, I think it's very subjective. I think the whole po- point of life is to be, especially human life, is to be. Um, like make decisions that are subjective and even um, controversial, because that's what makes all of us unique. Is that even though we are so like, so like as a human race and um, you know as uh, as individuals, we all have similar characteristics. We all um, have a brain. We all have uh, ten fingers um, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I
2: don't know why I just counted, but <laughs> yeah, I have ten. <laughs> yeah,
1: just making sure, guys. Um, And even if you don't have ten, we're still like the same um, people. It's just about the fact that we're all so different despite all that. We all have different backgrounds, we all have different um, ways we think and apply the knowledge that we have. And even more so, it's about the emotions that humans experience that makes us so unique in my opinion.
0: Well, I think there are a lot of different ways to live a good life, depending on who the person is, where they're from, and what they ultimately desire out of life. Yeah, I think the one thing that's in common with all of those ways is that you're um, being good to other people and also to yourself, and forming relationships with those around you.
2: Right, and I think everyone has such a unique background, and once you look, like, look at their life in a subjective way, in the sense that you shouldn't compare the, your life in terms of success in comparison to other people, because honestly, people have different definitions of what success is to them. And when you compare to yourself to someone, say like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, then you kind of tend yourself to put yourself a, you stigmatize yourself. And I honestly think that whenever you're comparing yourself in terms of success, think of it as did you accomplish the goals that you want, not what others have set. I mean, even if we take
3: like those like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and other people who we consider massively successful in our society. Um, if we think about it, they were just also people living their best lives and I mean you could say that they just happened to get lucky, you know, or at least the yeah. way that they live their life. they Like,
0: like an outliers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and even if you haven't read the book, I think a better example is um, in a popular TV show, I'm sure many of you guys have watched Rick and Morty. Yes. So in one of those episodes, um, it basically shows the world in a simulation. And um, <laughs> it's a very funny episode. But the point is that how everything that we may know is may not be the way it actually is. And yeah. even though that's true,
0: well, throughout the episode, Rick doesn't know what he's seeing is real.
1: Yeah, yeah. And things called
0: M Night Shyamalians.
1: Yeah, um, And that's after the director, obviously. Yeah. So shout out director. He's a really good director. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a,
0: like that's. The fundamental thing you don't necessarily know everything you think you know there's so much more about each person and each thing you study
1: and i think the main part that we're trying to um, take away from this is the fact that as a society we are scared to talk about the things that make us human we're scared to talk about those emotions or we're scared to talk about for example mental health i think that's something that's uh, that's a conversation that's recently started and uh, we didn't, I don't, I don't think we started talking about it even before like I would say two years ago it wasn't even a topic that came up not only in news but just general conversations we had. So um, that I think that's something that's really important but also since it has um, er, like, become so much more popular in popular culture and how much we reference to it in our daily lives. I think I want to ask you guys a question or yes. guess. Um, that's something that's we've been thinking about a lot and has been um, you know become really um, controversial recently is the question goes is it okay to joke about mental health
2: I personally think that to a certain extent it's okay to make jokes about mental health Um, well I'm going to bring up an example here so just recently um, in the NBA if you follow it um, the Brooklyn Nets released a statement saying that their front office is very nervous about the mental health of their NBA superstar Kyrie Irving because he's obviously had a lot of episodes of anxiety and panic and that obviously is worrying the Brooklyn Nets and If you somehow manage to scroll on Twitter, you can see obviously a bunch of memes of basically just Kyrie going to organizations And just ruining them as he did with cleveland and boston however you want to take it and to a certain extent i think that joking about mental health can be used a way to like alleviate like the tension involved whenever someone is dealing with something like this i know i know it's a very serious topic but i think at times comedic relief is an important tool in order to get over the hump and the pressures I face with mental health.
0: Yeah, I think. As long as the joking is good natured, it can also work to bring about a conversation that can help people who are in bad states of mental health and possibly help them to recover from their issues.
1: I couldn't agree more, and I think that's um, really important to actually address, especially with the whole cancel culture um, that's you know risen with. Um, and I think some of it is definitely good with um, the you know the Me Too movement and um, the bad stuff that's come out of it, uh, the industries that we you know the movie industry that we all grew to love. Um, so um, I think that one of the uh, examples I want to kind of give up, uh, it, or that's a little controversial here, but um, also I think that's a really perfect example of this is um, a song by the name by an artist named um, Zachary Fox. Uh, the, song go, it's, the song is called "Jesus Is the One," and it essentially talks about how it basically gives like absurd examples of you know uh, obviously bad stuff, and it talks about how but I got depression. So it's, at the same time, while it is bringing up a conversation, it's obviously very controversial and has sparked a lot of um, not only memes, but also um, backlash in the, in the media against him as an artist. So what do you guys think about that?
2: Hmm. Well, I think when someone makes a joke about mental health, um, sometimes it can be taken as a coping mechanism. Uh, you know, people have different ways to react to certain stimuli. And for maybe possibly for Zachary Fox, his way of mm-hmm. coping with that mm-hmm. is to express mm-hmm. his thoughts through music. And that's just honestly the, um, the artist interpretation of his feelings and stuff. And obviously the audience might have a different perspective on it, but I think it should be respected regardless.
1: And I think that's a perfect transition to our next topic.
0: Oh, so for yeah. Zeke is the biggest fan of Kanye West, who I know, and after some tumultuous times waiting for that album to come out, some really tough days for Fatigue. I don't want to talk about it again. He doesn't. He was a tough time from a year back, (laughs) he still hasn't gotten it, he's recovering. Finally, his album Jesus is King came out, and... And we but made our guests mad, listen
1: to it, so yeah, for tea, before yeah, I, you know, make give my thoughts, I kind of want to hear the thoughts of some uh, some people who may not be more as familiar with Kanye West and his artistry. Uh, Luke and Peter.
2: All right. Well, to start off with, I'm not the biggest fan of Kanye. I mean, there's probably like maybe four or five songs that I've listened to that were like, "Dang, this is really good." I'm sorry, Fatigue.
1: I'm, I'm really hurt right now.
2: <laughs> but with this album specifically. I think is very interesting um, I mean some of these songs are just straight up like what 46 seconds yeah and it's just really him just being like Jesus
1: it's a gospel album uh,
2: for me
3: like I I'm same same boat as Peter like I've only listened to a couple songs on graduation and I mean that was like a while ago <laughs> so uh, listening to his new stuff uh, it's definitely like kind of a is very different <laughs> from his previous stuff um, which is mainly why I didn't listen to it before uh, I mean this new stuff also kind of made me question like do celebrity does he actually even care like do you think that he actually is a changed guy or
0: the thing that I've thought of with that is I don't see any other reason for him to release a gospel album. He's not going to gain, I don't think he's going to gain any audience. At most, he's going to lose people who like him, I think through something like this. So I think at least a portion of it has to be genuine, or at least he has to feel that it is. And I think another thing like that,
1: that um, maybe a reason is, so on his previous albums, um, EA and um, the album with um, Kid Cudi, he talked a lot about his mental health struggles and depression and bipolarness and i think that's something that um, personally i thought those albums were personally i i thought they were better than jesus is king but that's only because i think that um, it was more relatable and um, he was actually open with his with his fans i think that's when best the, the that's when best music is created it's when you're open and vulnerable so I really appreciate that, um, and I think some of, that, uh, some of those aftershocks are still visible and uh, can be heard on Jesus' king, because especially when he talks about, um, I, I think there's a couple of lines where he references his mental breakdown and how um, he was in the hospital, and um, what really changed how pretty much that all of his family uh, members, even though he, they knew he was going crazy and to try to stop him, they knew that ultimately he wouldn't listen because, um, and I think find this particularly really interesting is, um, he said that when he was growing up, he didn't listen to people, um, and that's really what helped him become successful, the fact that he didn't listen to people telling him he should go to college, or, um, again, I'm not saying that he should not go to college, but for him, since he was, um, he he was really interested in music, and um, landed a production gig with um, uh, uh, Jay-Z, so I think that's something that's, really interesting is the fact that so much can change in just uh, relatively like 10 years that's still a very uh, like how much has changed especially
0: lyrically contrasting the music from his earlier efforts it's completely different much more family friendly now
1: yeah and we haven't seen that since 808's and Heartbreak
0: yeah I mean
3: I was looking through just on Spotify all of his albums and he only has one other song that is not rated explicit in like his besides the entire Jesus is King album all his other albums are explicit except for this one really early one on I don't remember what it was it was pre-graduation though. it was interesting
2: I think another way to look at this entire album is what if he sees it as a thank you to Jesus for getting over the hump with his mental issues and like You see how in the past people have, you know, venerated to the gods or their god with like gifts and stuff. And for Kanye, his way of saying thank you is producing something to his best ability and for him that best ability is producing music.
0: So I also find this really interesting. When the album came out, there was no cover, it was just a blue record with a code on it, 1,331A, and a lot of people were wondering what that was, and I've just read uh, Ben Blackwell, who's the archivist at Jack White's Third Man Records, has figured out what it is, and I find this choice interesting. It's the um, catalog number for an Archer Records um, Detroit gospel single from the 70s. By Rube Shelton, that contains the songs I Want the World to Know Jesus
1: and God's Going to Destroy This Nation. You know what? One thing I do respect, though, is no matter what you say, is creativity. Like, I really really respect the creativity for that. That's putting that on there. <laughs> That's really original, especially when, like, you know, most of these album covers these days are just pictures of random stuff.
0: I think it's also... I thought the way he did the music on the album was also really creative, incorporating the gospel elements into traditional rap and,
2: and the production techniques he normally uses. Oh, yeah. I definitely felt enlightened listening to some of those songs.
1: Is, I think um, spirituality is... Um, I, I felt the album was more spiritual than religious, in my opinion, and it's because... Um, one thing when I'm listening to something or a song that's praising God or um, any any higher being, it's it's kind of simplifies the things that we uh, take for granted in life. For example, like living itself, uh, um, which uh, is again something we do take for granted. So, uh, living in America um, with free speech, democracy, etc. Those are some of the values we take for granted often, and also the uncertainty that surrounds life. For example, even with college, that's something that when we um, when we have that uncertainty or anxiety about it, it's always helpful to think that, hey, we're not alone in this.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, did you think it was worth the wait, Percy?
1: I think it was. Think I'm i I'm very biased, but I think it was. It's <laughs> uh so, what what was it? I mean, assuming that Yandi turned into this, it was like over a year. Well, it's completely different. Yeah, but they even uh,
0: put in that um, everybody wanted Yandi, but Jesus Christ <laughs> did the laundry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And also one thing I do want to mention is that um, um, even uh, I heard that he was uh, up till 4 a.m. of the launch release day working on it, but even after the album dropped, he updated some songs and added some um, production material. For example, on Waves, he added um, Sounds of the Ocean onto that song, Mm -hmm. which when I listened to the second time, I was like, that wasn't there before. So um, yeah, I think that's... This album, no matter how you feel about it or how you feel about him as a person, I think it's something that's opening conversations. And I think that's some of the things that we, as a pod, like in our podcast and with our guests, we strive to make possible. We try, uh, we want to talk about the things that society is not comfortable talking about in a respectful manner. It's a talk, it's again going back to our name in a good way, simplify the stuff and um, that and the the very complicated nature of society in a good way um, so on that note I think we'll t- want to talk about the uh, good to the absurd references so this is about <laughs> ghosts
0: and aliens
3: I don't know what y'all are cooking
2: up but like <laughs> <laughs> so Did you guys have something before we recorded or yeah. before you guys chose these topics what I don't know ghosts and aliens
0: that's where it's at, those are <laughs> things. I don't know, are those usually put together?
1: Yeah. Put well, out. They're, they're things fine. people believe in that other people don't. Yeah, so we're just kind of, we just want to so, know, do you believe in ghosts? And or aliens do, or both? can they play Frisbee? Ooh, I see. I mean,
3: aliens or the ghosts? Both. Either one? Both. I mean, that is a crucial question to ask, because all intelligent life plays Frisbee. <laughs> and so, I agree. Like, ghosts... I don't know like do they even have brains do they, do they even they know like what they're doing spirit? are they Birds? conscious Personally, are they you, even
1: real do you believe that they're real
3: no i don't believe ghosts are real. No, real i don't what know what about aliens aliens define alien
1: any, intelligent? Define alien. any form of life, not form I mean, form of in, life? intelligent Extra intelligent treasures. intelligent life yeah intelligent that's life intelligent, intelligent life. outside of earth and he's defining as intelligent as able to play frisbee yeah and on the people on the space station don't count <laughs> <laughs> they are intelligent, though. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Just Very intelligent.
3: Uh, I mean, <laughs> aliens, I guess, right? Why not? I mean, if they got, if they have some sort of hand. You know, why not? They can throw. They can. I mean, they can move, right? I guess so. You ever think about like, we're we're carbon-based life forms, right? Yeah. Uh huh. If there's a different-based life form, then they would just like not be able to, like interact with us this is my other frisbee
0: related question for you are ufos just giant frisbees that aliens throw (laughs) no they're not giant frisbees
3: that aliens throw they're giant frisbees that like are thrown by the celestial beings of the universe okay
2: it's just just... an alien who accidentally threw it over the backyard and got caught in the gravitational pull (laughs) (laughs) of other planetary bodies this is
1: some real physics knowledge we're dropping here um, but, Titor, what do you think? Are ghosts and or aliens real?
2: I think aliens are real just simply for the fact that we exist and to think that there's nothing else in like an expanding universe is like absurd. Yeah, like, Probably yeah. there's definitely life out there, but just a distance apart. Do
0: you yeah. think there are any? You told me earlier you had a story of some
1: sort. Oh, Ooh. ghosts. ghosts.
2: As a Catholic, I'm really not supposed to believe in ghosts and neither should my parents, but I have a photo of this. I have to show you guys some other day. But when my parents first bought the house that I'm living in right now, um, apparently they went to the church and they called up the priest. And so the priest and all my family members came in for a so-called housewarming party. and. my parents told me is that the priest brought in this big pitcher of holy water and like this like kind of like mop thing with palm leaves attached to it. And then basically they went into every single room, did a prayer, and then doused the palm leaf thing and just threw it in each room. So it kind of makes me curious. Like if you're not supposed to believe in ghosts, then why do you have to do that? (laughs) <laughs> were they just under the case. impression that
1: there were ghosts, or was it just a general?
2: I think it's just a general. It was like brand new house, so they're like, keep the it time? safe, keep it safe. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. But in terms of me believing ghosts, I actually think ghosts are real, I and mean, that's just from personal experience. Do you have more personal experience? Uh, in the same house, I don't think my the priest used the right holy water or something, <laughs> but uh, spooky, bro. <laughs> in ninth grade, uh, when my granddad passed. uh like, I think the night or two after he passed away, I was trying to sleep. And, like, and I'm not even making this up, but, like, I just kept hearing footsteps in the hallway, even though everyone was asleep. And I don't know if that was just my mind playing games with me or whether or not it was a ghost. But I think it was compelling enough for me to say, okay, maybe there is something to there. Unless it was just a rat in my wall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, uh, personally, I've believed in aliens more because um, again, it's going with Peter, like it's really, really hard to believe that we are the only intelligent life form in such a large universe, and there's so little we know—not even about like let's, we're not even talking about other planets, but even our own planet in the ocean. Um, how how we, we're still discovering new creatures every single day, and we've only begun to explore other planets and um so i think it's very interesting um and they're obviously a whole different um there are a whole a lot of things that we haven't explored but for ghosts i think it's a lot more complicated and um personally at the beginning initially um like when when i was little um i never believed in ghosts i think that um when my parents, I think, like my parents, um, as most parents, use them to scare me. Um, <laughs> you oh, know, were, like, you know. were you not doing your homework? No, no, they <laughs> made me go to sleep. do oh, the homework. Ghost Don't floss. The ghosts are coming. At you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do floss. Go, yeah, make sure you guys floss. Plus it keeps the ghosts away. <laughs> yeah um but um like for example like under the bed um you guys remember like when were you guys ever scared to like check under the bed or something something like that you know i wasn't
0: and the one time i had this kid over and he really <laughs> spent a lot of time trying to convince me of ghosts and i was it was tough to sleep for like a month it was bad <laughs>
1: yeah like when we were kids it was easy to believe that stuff um and obviously i don't think there were ghosts um in that uh in like the the houses that i lived in before um so you're seeing those ghosts now no, no. <laughs> <They laughs> Follow <him laughs> <laughs> them. No, no, I don't think I. I haven't had any personal experience with ghosts, but I have watched, yeah. like, for example, I will watch TV shows. <laughs> <You do. laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's really surprising. I watch TV I guys. Um Not a lot, though. But um, I, I have watched like I was, like a couple, like one or two episodes. Um that, uh, about Ghostbusters. Not, not Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I'm. I'm forgetting the, the name of the TV show, but um, basically, you're just you know, trying to look for. Um, oh. Yeah, just just exploring haunted houses like history. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like
2: one of those weird channels on like the very back of your cable plan. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the ones uh, that you have no idea how you got. Like the one that has ancient aliens. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, history. History. that's, that's history. history. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, uh once you actually like listen to those stories and you hear someone talk about their personal experiences, you're like, "Wow, there's no way that this is not true," especially when you it's someone you know because I like there's personally been um people that I've known personally have told me about um, like similar stories to what Peter experienced and um, it's really convincing and really hard not to believe them especially when you know that they're very rational human beings yeah. outside they're, they don't like ever seem delusional so well, the, when like people discredit people that believe in ghosts as just delusional or um, you know mentally unstable I think well, it's very offensive and also yeah. um, <laughs> I think
0: I think Ghosts are, to an extent, an advanced form of pareidolia. Are you familiar with that concept? No, pareidolia? explain. Go ahead. Okay, that's where... It would be like an example would be on the moon or something, uh, and they see rocks. Mars, I think, had this, and it looks like a face to people. Or like, if you have like two dots and then a line, and people see a face in that. I think ghosts are an extension of that concept. Like I feel like it's something people interpret out of a desire for there to be more. And perfectly rational people can see that. It's a subliminal desire. Thank you for that critique. I like that notification. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, in the back of your head, and it just comes, and it's interpreted as that. So I think it's the mind deceiving you.
1: Yeah, um, and I think it um, kind of. Uh, extends back to the spiritual um, discussion we we're having before the fact that people irrational uh, since humans are inherently irrational, right? We want there to be something more. We don't want to um, like uh, when accept
2: what's given to us. Yeah,
1: and um, frankly, we don't know what's given to us. We don't know what happens after um, this lifetime, pretty much, and um, what happened before even. So it's something that we always want to think there's more. And I think that's completely reasonable uh, thing to think because that's pretty much what's driving our purpose. That's pretty much what's desiring us to be better, the best version of ourselves that we can.
3: Cool.
0: I think on that note, we can go to the Q&A. I yeah. We've got some questions <laughs> from last week's.
1: And um, some of the, one question I think um, I want to actually all of you guys is um, uh, specifically Luke, though. Hmm. Well, why are you thinking Luke right now? I, I don't know. <laughs> How can you handcuff a one-armed man?
3: All right. So you basically you take the you take the the wrist, right? You can the man's got two legs. Okay.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, hopefully, yes, hopefully Hopefully.
2: It, okay.
3: Yeah. Well, if he doesn't have legs, that'd be a like, very I mean,
2: sad argument to arrest the man who only has one arm. Yeah. Honestly, arm. like, what are you trying yeah. to do?
3: What is he? <laughs> I don't ask the questions. They, is they the almost like the, the, the CPR dummy in the <laughs> Are these anonymous <laughs> questions that we should? <laughs> I, don't know. I would go for the ankle though. The ankle? I mean, if you had to. That's
1: smart. That could be a little or uncomfortable. Or like, what stuff. if you like handcuff? His, his, belt loop his, his belt hand loop to his leg. Well, that's, that's what, what he said. said. But like, use it. Oh, what if you handcuff the legs together as well? Right? You could do that they, too. But then, then be the be hand's ready. still usable.
3: Yeah. No. no, no I mean, he one hand. What are you gonna do with at least that? No, like, they can. They've done the ankles. Yeah, the ankles done. They do the ankles
0: and the hands. You just do like three. It's a tricuff.
2: Yeah, oh, true. that would be cool. so. You, handcuffs. you just do
0: two
3: handcuffs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Your legs laughs>
0: do you on. have any deep opinions on this?
2: I just think it'd be so hard to transport a someone who's arrested if you just strap their wrist <laughs> to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's true. <laughs> so my solution is, you grab the cuff here, and then you have an even bigger cuff that's placed around the neck. So you're kind of just like <laughs> holding it oh, <laughs> over your shoulder. And then they can't what? do anything. Isn't it
3: hard to transport a person with handcuffs on anyways?
2: Depends on how rowdy the person is. I guess so. Also depends. Also
1: okay. I mean, how rowdy can they be if they have one hand? Right. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the next question is, oh okay, that's pretty deep. Um can you daydream at night?
0: Isn't that what a dream is? Yeah, hold on. You
3: mean so long daydream?
1: I don't I don't know. I asked the question. I don't really make the question. Someone asked say, critique to ask this question. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I
2: say yes course i think it's that that brief moment before you're about to sleep and you just start thinking about stuff
0: ah you start thinking but it's, it's like pre-dream
2: yeah it's a pre-dream. wait
3: define night though like when what you're time sleeping? is night like oh, when, when it's when not you're dead sleeping? yeah i think but
0: what time is what time is that when well, the sun sets well you say yeah when the sun i sets. mean we'll what's your
1: nocturnal though
3: yeah exactly no well like, if i nocturnal. just stuck pratik in a dark room <laughs> whoa, a clock, whoa whoa right <laughs> okay, fine. It can be a light room. I don't okay. care. Okay, and you Any daydream. Well, actually, I prefer How night, night room because, you know, like... like right your, right now your, now your sleep cycle is going to gonna get totally off. Like, yeah, yeah then you daydream
1: night. all the time.
3: Yeah, daydream all so the time. So you can't
1: daydream at night.
3: Yeah. Well, well, okay, that's your answer,
1: well, I guess. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is a little, little bit more lighthearted. Um... What's your favorite actor or actress? Well, who? Critique. Or who? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Huh. Oh. So I um I don't want to brag or anything, but um You're I have, nice have nice. made a couple of you know debuts in um. I don't want, want to, to see that. any of your home videos. From this <laughs> no. No, they were in um, <laughs> <laughs> humanities projects. Um, where Uh-oh. I played uh, I played a god and a devil. Whoa. He can both do both roles. Oh, He's right. a real character actor. Pretty, pretty sure I played like four roles it was amazing one of my yeah. best um, acting performances and one of my only but, um. i I've got to say <laughs> I think I did two more times
0: i got to say my favorite actor hands down gotta be Ryan Reynolds oh, he's pretty funny like he's got the Deadpool movies Green he's, Lantern
3: can't forget Green Lantern
0: hey he please. was good in that movie but the <laughs> movie was terrible uh, I mean he, he was good from when he was doing rom-coms like uh, definitely maybe in The Proposal definitely high
2: up there great movies He's also very funny.
1: Yeah, sure yeah. he is.
2: Just to turn the tables, see my favorite actress. Oh, Ooh, yeah.
1: okay, I respect that.
2: In her prime, Jennifer Aniston. Ah. <laughs> oh, I know why. oh, in her prime. <laughs> oh, I got friends. In. It's over. Hold on. Like, <laughs> how can you not say Jennifer Aniston is <laughs> your favorite actress?
1: <laughs> I mean, I respect, I respect her decision, Peter. I freaking Jennifer. love
2: Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Personally, I have a couple so I'm really into stand-up comedy, so I respect actors and actresses that can do both. So, um, personally... Are we, count, are we counting TV shows? Yeah. So, um, what I was thinking was, um, Kumil Nangiani, oh, no, I think he's a really good actor and he's also really funny. But um, and I, so I really respect people who are d- d- versatile and um, can really, you know, be really funny and also go into and go into a serious acting roles. Um, Seth Rogen is also. Um, oh, Seth Rogen's good. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, but yeah, um, I think one of the things I think the note we want to kind of end off on is what we want you guys to take away from this podcast which is that don't be afraid to talk about um the things that um or basically that people don't want you to talk about be open and um don't really be afraid Just speak <laughs> with your chest kind of your old name but also um think about stuff and be respectful in a good way
2: and go to college yeah college very is important
1: that's good yeah luke do you have anything to say Next,
3: <laughs> yeah. No problem. I love to influence.
1: Go to college, guys, and um, submit your questions to the podcast next week, and we'll yeah, be back. Yeah, if you do it through um, Anchor,
0: you can submit voice questions, and you can hear yourself on the podcast.
1: Oh, that would be super fun.
0: That would be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Y'all should do that. Yeah. Pratik says to do it.
1: Yes, do it. And on that note, <laughs> bye, guys. See you next see week. See you next week. Bye.